Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Zach and Kobe. Hello. Tales and tangents. Many tangents, many tales to be told today. Still no tagline other than we talk, you listen, hopefully. Emphasis on the hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, but how are you doing today, Zach? What's What's been up? You know... I've actually had a pretty eventful day today. Uh, earlier, I had an interview with uh, this project manager track, a track to become a project manager for, for PNC Bank. It's a contract to hire six months, I believe. Ooh. It's this pilot cool thing that this one person is like, she, she's like the vice president of some branch and was like, hey, we got some money left over. I wanna see what we can do if we got just the right group of people together and tried to make some things happen. I actually got in contact with a recruiter and what happened was I had applied originally for this one job. It was the uh, PA program for PNC Bank. Ooh. PA being, I believe, project administrator. So it's like the step where you're the assistant to the project manager. Ooh, that's high. No man, I know, I know. And for for PNC Bank, that's, that's you know, that's pretty good on the resume. That's really nice. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Here's the thing. It's 19 an hour. So in Pittsburgh money. That's kind of not where you want to be. Sure, that's like right out of college, recent grad type money maybe, mm. but I want to shoot a little higher. And keep in mind, here I am in Berea, Kentucky. I got my own office. The job that I have, I have my little own office. I got a girlfriend now. That's coming up later. Hey. <laughs> and you know, I got friends here. I got my own apartment and everything. So I'm, I'm set up. I could technically just be here for a pretty long time and be, be just fine. Yeah, long-term stuff, so. Are you, so did you already say yes to it or are you sort of deciding or? So the 19 an hour position, I was like, hey, I can do better. So I actually declined that one despite going through a whole process of, you know, interviewing and stuff. And I declined it and I said, hey, look, I talked it over with my family. 19 an hour just isn't enough to entice me. And the recruiter's like, I, I mean, Yo, I don't want to waste my time. So what number are you thinking in your mind? And uh, I, I was like, I'm just taking care of myself financially, you know? And she's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you on the line with one of the, the like the real boss bosses people. And we'll try to persuade you and, you know, and get you to the right number. Oh, man. So you haggled. Exactly. Exactly. So Sean, that's the guy's name. He goes, hey, l look, dude, what's the number in your head? I thought for a second, I was like, how silly could I be here? So I went, I want 30. I said 30. I want 30 <laughs> bucks an hour. That's insane. That's Taking crazy. a 19 an hour job, bringing it up to 30. That is insane, dude. Yeah, and he gave me one of those, who the fuck do you think you are type of deals, you know, in the most you're, respectful you're way Zachary possible. You're Zachary Taflin Neal. You deserve <laughs> to have 30 an hour. You're negotiating for yourself. You're networking for yourself, dude. Just saying. Anyway, Any. anyways, yeah, so, you know, I go 30 and he says, who the fuck you think you are? I said, okay, 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 29, 29, how are we doing with 29? He goes, you're, you're stupid, man, you, you can't, and I said, okay, fine, 28, and he goes, 22, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you got anything better than that? He goes, okay, the highest I've ever really gotten somebody was about 22 or 23, and I was like, okay. How about 27? Mm. He goes, hey, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do that. 
And I'm like, look, look, I already got some offers from some rotational programs that already pay $60,000 a year. So I am already taking a pay cut. To go back to Pittsburgh to work for your company. Exactly. So get on Leaving it. Leaving all that behind. My girlfriend doesn't even want me to go. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Insert new story here. We're revisiting that. Yes, 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 yes. So we're literally like, he's like, oh, I'll just... I'll see what I could do, okay, man? I'll see what I could do. Because he's a recruiter, so he has to go up to bat for me and vouch for me for, uh, you know, because, again, it's a contract to hire. It's through tech systems. So I'm not even exactly heckling the right guy anyways, you know? Right. But I told the dude straight up, I was like, dude, let's not kid ourselves here. If you give me anything less than 26, I'm just outright saying no. Right. So a few days goes by, and then one of the recruiters, the original recruiter, Abby, she's like, hey, dude, so I'm going to set you up with this one other project manager thing. It's this pilot idea that one of the vice presidents at one of the other um, divisions. Yeah. So we're going to try to move you laterally a little bit. It's going to be about the same stuff, but the idea is you're going to get paid more. Okay. Scheduled the interview for earlier today. The day before, she was she was like, hey, you know, you all good for this interview? And I said, y- you know, how much am I doing this for anyways? Because the whole point was, you know, money. Right. She goes, we're going to give you 26 an hour. That's pretty good. That's pretty, That's pretty good. good. That's a job job, man. That's a job job. i kill for 26 an hour, man. Mm-hmm. Like, literally would kill for anything <laughs> how many people would you murder for 26 dollars i don't know i would i would yes. consider murdering a decent amount of people for 26 dollars yo yo whoa, whoa. look look 26 dollars or 26 an 26 hour? An hour. wait whoa, hold on you know that let's take a to you gotta be careful let's take that. a to all right let's take a to all right okay okay 26 an hour i would i would consider murdering some people but you know what would be good? You know, what would be, so you remember that meme? This is this reminds me of that meme of like, oh, it's a straight guy, sure. and then it's just tw- it just cuts to twenty whole dollars. It's like, oh man, I'll never be gay. I was like, wait, twenty dollars is twenty dollars, you know? <laughs> I mean, twenty dollars is twenty dollars. So like, you get what hey, you get. murder is bad, but like. <laughs> $26 an hour is $26 an hour, you know? <laughs> you only get so many opportunities for money to just be handed to you, you know? Exactly. And you know what? If you can get a decent cleanup crew mm-hmm. that just comes with a benefits package, I, I, I think you could pull it off. You'd have to talk it over with your family. The family will not get involved with this. <laughs> this is this is a on a need to know basis. Side job. You are need to know. Mm-hmm. But look at you, Mister. I haggled my way to get twenty six dollars an hour. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, literally. That's good shit, dude. Here's the deal. It was basically only one interview, and I have right. really just I've never not gotten an interview that only required one. Right. I think you and I can both be a good enough character mm-hmm. to wow over one person, you know? Mm-hmm. Just 30 minutes. 30 minutes in a room with Kobe, right. and you'll get whatever job you want. Right. But obviously, the tough part is when there's multiple, you know? 100%. 100, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Anyways, one of my big things that I did and that I n- normally do, especially if it's one other person, and it works most if there's only one other person, 
you just kind of smile, you'd be like, hey, how are things, you know, and stuff. And pretty early on, you can kind of tell what's going to work and what's not going to work. You know, is this a no-nonsense person? Is this someone who's susceptible to talking about themselves? If it's somebody who's susceptible to talk about themselves, that's how you can really open them up. And the weird part is, even if they do end up a little stoic, no-nonsense, you can have them talk about their job. Right. You get their LinkedIn, you take a look, be like, oh, you've been working here at PNC for eight years. What were you doing before then? Why did you make this move over to PNC Bank? Did you take a pay cut? How were things over COVID? How did you guys deal with that, you know? How do you feel about working for a startup or a small company, that type of thing? And you just kind of use their own stories and words to egg them on. It's as if you're a talk show host. Conan O'Brien, I think, does it best, honestly. Mm. Big fan of Conan. You act as Conan O'Brien and just let whoever do all of the work. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you leave your personality and you have that be the forefront of what you're trying to bring out. I had an interview recently, right? Mm-hmm. And they did the obligatory, like, what would you bring to the table? And I said humor. Mm-hmm. I said I would bring humor to the team. And he's like, what, what the hell do you mean by that? Like, what, you mean humor? Like, you want to be like organization, professionalism, like go-getter attitude. Some kind of clown. Yeah, but like humor? What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about humor? And I said, well, listen. And this was for like a, like a marketing assistant type position, right? Sure. People do not want to be accosted by someone trying to sell them cell phones. Or like wireless service at a Costco. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with that. Nobody want to deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. But acknowledging the situation, being like, "Hey, you don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, let's make a joke out of it. Let's have expense. Let's treat people like human beings." Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I can serve for you as a guy. Like, I won't sell you the full package if. If you don't want that, you know? Sure. I don't want them to feel like I'm reading a script and for them to feel like I am not, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just doing my best here. You're you. You're your own person. Right, exactly. I'm here to sell you some cell phones. (laughs) Kobe goddamn Blasky. Damn straight. There's no other Kobe Blasky. Damn straight. There could be a Kobe LeBlasky. There could be a Kobe LeBlasky. He probably would have a mustache twirl. Mm-hmm. Like, he would be like, ah, I'm Kobe LeBlasky. I'm here to, <laughs> to annihilate you. <laughs> and then he, and then you gotta, like, find him. Mm-hmm. You gotta, like, beat the shit out of him. There could only be one, you know? He's trying to steal my identity. Yeah. We gotta be careful, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, um, again, really excited for you. I'm glad that you'll be back in the Berg. Thank you. And when I am back... On holiday, I will be more than happy to see you, my guy. We got to get a game of bowling going on. We absolutely do, my guy. We absolutely do. You've been working on your mechanics? A bit. Not, like, fully, but... Keeping up the maintenance? Yeah, like, rust is still rusty, but it's nowhere near as bad as it once (laughs) was, you know? Fair fair enough. I I know pretty distinctly that we played, I'm pretty sure, literally 10 rounds... The first time you won 3-2, and then the second time I won 3-2 or 3-1, one of those. Does that sound right? We tied one. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. 
Did you win more out of the second one? Out of the second strain? Or was that the first Maybe one? Maybe we did bull three times? I swear there was a time where you, you were winning 3-2. I remember the one time when we bowled and it was just strike, 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 strike. Oh, yeah. For like, like either two or three fr frames, you know? And I was just like, holy shit. Like, oh my god. This is... <laughs> Like, we gotta keep this up. And we did! For a little bit. I think we both hit, like, 130s, 150s around there. Oh, God. That was probably my highest one that I've scored in, like, a hot, hot minute, you know? You were you were on fire. Well, I did all right. did all right for myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We both did, so. Yeah, yeah. I had to change up my mechanics lately because... Uh, and I don't think it was beginner's luck or something, but the way that I had originally been bowling the time where we were doing like the strike strike thing i don't think that was sustainable yeah the way that i threw i'd be having real good game because if you if you might recall there were a couple times you know I, I pulled like literally a 126 but the game before that like at 70 and you fleeced me like 10 something to, to like 70 something yeah you were because you were trying to get that one technique down mm -hmm. which was which was a, once you got it down it was like you were in you know, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, Zach, just pull normally. It's not <laughs> yeah. worth it. It's not worth it. And then you got it down and then you were just whooping my ass. It's always worth learning the curve. If you want to go from like bowling once a month to, you know, anytime more than that, maybe there's uh, there's a thirsty Thursdays going on and stuff and you want to catch more of those. You totally have to learn how to do the curve. It's just, it's fun. The reason why I did it is because my wrist strength, it just wasn't good enough. It wasn't, um, you know, it would start really hurting at the end of the day. Yeah. Even going like once a week, you know. Nah. It used to take me several days to, to like heal, I would say. It's also an instance of like, okay, are you going to play just to have fun? Or are you going to mm -hmm. play to get better? You know? Exactly. Like, when I bowl with other people, I'm bowling for fun. I'm not really to bowl for, like, shits. I'm bowling for shits and giggles, really. Mm -hmm. But when I'm playing, like, either deep or you, it's like blood, <laughs> right? I, I I want to utterly annihilate you. You're here to perform. I'm here to perform. You're here to be a problem. I'm, 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 you are the equation, and I am the solution. All right, I'm about to pendoss <laughs> your ass on the bowling alley. I'm about to, I'm about to solve for X right now. Yo, yo, yo. Every single time I'm on the court, I think, mm, man, I gotta find a hypotenuse. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. Shit. Yo, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'm about to breathe the C squared on your ass. That made no sense. I thought that sounded cool. That made absolutely no sense. Look, if you substituted yourself with Eminem and you had everybody going, oh, no matter what, oh, it, it might pass. He ain't a gangster. His real name is Clarence. <laughs> Speaking of math, that reminds me of like, so there's this one wrestling promo that I love and it's like this guy saying, oh, I'm going to beat all your asses at sacrifice, right? Mm. And... He's trying to do the math. He's like, hey, we're on a triple threat match. So you only have a 33 and a third chance of winning. But since I'm better than you, I have a 66 and a sixth chance of being you. And I'm like, 
this is already way over a hundred percent. Like this, this is mathematically impossible. Just, just makes my, makes me, I'm tickled. <laughs> I'm tickled by it. But homie, homie, we've been, we've been beating around the bush a little bit. Tell me about this lady. Of course, of course. So, 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 so. There was a hike or two that I had talked about on the podcast. Maybe I think it was last podcast. Either either way, we have taught we have touched on hiking before. Yes, yes, yes. So, one of the people that I went on a hike with, just for very very brief context, it was patience. Patience took me to Indian Forts, I believe, in Berea, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, to hike up that mountain. Along came Caleb, Caleb's girlfriend, Bree, and Caleb's girlfriend's best friend, Olivia. And we all hiked out of the mountain. And this happened a couple times, just, uh, you know, the, with the constant being patience. Patience loves hiking. Nice. I think Jordan was one of the other people I went on a hike with. It might have been twice. I think it might have been only once, though. Ooh, okay. So patience and I are having a little bit more free time and stuff. We hang out. I should probably ask patience what exactly I should be saying before I say it. I mean, bro, I can make an inference of what you did when you first met your now girlfriend. I can make an inference. Yeah, make all the inferences. I'm sure every I'm sure everyone who potentially, hopefully, is listening to this can make an inference, you know? I, I will also say pa- <laughs> Patience is one of the first people to listen to our podcast too. She she's caught up. She's caught up. Yo, you got her. You you got her listen to the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that dedication right there. No, she talks to me about it. Ooh. Like that one time where that one snafu of mine with the chicken Alfredo. She makes fun of it for. Yo, she makes fun of me for chicken that. Alfredo. It's a fu- it's funny. It's funny as shit. Does she like it? She she likes the podcast, yeah. Awesome. Either that or she likes our voices. I don't know. It's one of the two. I, I mean I mean really what's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference? You like the voices. Right. You like the vibe, you know. This podcast does seem to have that vibe of, hey, you can just turn off your brain or just turn off the rest of the world and listen. Oh and listen my in. god, yes, dude. Like this is the podcast where you don't think. Exactly. This is the place you do not go if you want intellectual conversation mm-hmm. or hard-hitting, emotional, like, we're going to change your life with a few words. No, this is like, these two fuckers are going at it again. <laughs> what are they going to say this time? Exactly. You know what I mean? We still don't ever have themes. We just hit record. I know our first episode, we were like, hey, you know, let's sketch out a little bit of a small little outline what do we want to cover? You know, we'll start with music. And then that just never happened. That didn't that didn't happen. And it's still not happening to this day. No. Like literally my whole goal through this entire week was for this recording was okay, I cannot have it be another Kobe centric episode. Right, right. Once once is plenty, right? Mm-hmm. So aside from that and I've been waiting to make this pun for a little bit, so forgive me. Sure. I guess you can say, with this relationship, you just needed a little patience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Yeah. Can you explain it? Well, you see. <laughs> 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 w- 
Well, um, actually. Yeah, actually, her name is Faith. I was kidding this whole time. Well, then I guess you. Oh no, here it you've comes. You've been pretty faithful so far. No. Here it comes, baby. Here it comes. No. Oh, I find your lack of faith disturbing, mm. Zachary. No, no, no. Actually, no. Her, her name is. Is her name? Faith. No. Is her name actually Patience? No, it's disturbing. Yes, I it's guess patience. you can say yes. that she. Again, 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 I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. She's got a few middle names. I guess you could. I guess you could say you're losing your patience with me. Ah! Double, double trouble, boil and bubble. Is that, is that what it is? I could not care less. Oh, I know you don't care. So you less. could make because... up your own. You could say okay, rub a tub judge... diddly do, and then we'll, we'll go with it. You know? Zach, like, Zach, you're mad at the me? The meaning of life is 43 and no less. Actually, the beginning of life is 42, so you screwed up the reference. So screw you, buddy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, motherfucker. It's only like 200 pages long. You know, I actually have like the sure. the one where it's, where it's all three books in one. Mm. It's about like 800, 800 pages or so. Oh, yeah. Call classic. It's really good. But, okay, Zach, listen, listen. You are upset at me for making the puns. You cannot tell me that you haven't made these puns yourself. I have thought them in my mind. I don't believe you. It's the slammest of all dunks. Exactly. It is the alley-oop. Here's the deal. When your first name is a slam dunk, it no longer becomes a slam dunk. Nah, man. That, you, you, you just got to hit it. You got to do it a couple times. You got to get it. You got to get it done. You got to make those punts. All right? And, or at least try to, you know? Right, right. Try to make them punts. Try to have some fun and just like, I don't know, see if there's any like variety that you can do with those, you know? Something about patience is a virtue. Exactly, you know? Have you ever heard that uh, that one loop by, I think it was Smitty, some uh, YouTuber? What was it? Crazy. I was crazy once. They locked me in a room, a rubber room, a rubber room with rats. Yeah, what, what is that from? I swear it's from Smitty. This one YouTuber. I used to watch him when I had some time, and I haven't lately. It's been probably a month or so. Yeah. But you've heard it too. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen all the comments on the YouTubes. One of my favorite that was kind of hilarious, that was just kind of a spin-off of that whole thing. It was a comment from some girl, and she was walking in the door. It was a girlfriend of this guy, and then the guy's brother pointed at her and went, They locked me in a room. A rubber room. <laughs> a rubber room with rats. So I've been seeing two memes that mm -hmm. I've been just loving. You know the Patrick Star one, it's like, easy, now you try. First get a jar. And instead of getting the jar, it's everything else. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And it's just like Patrick, that's that's Frostborn. Yes. Patrick, that's the Yamato. I love this. Yes. Patrick, that's a nuclear device. Yes. <laughs> And uh, there's this one audio bit that I listen to where it's just like this dude's just laughing. It's like a puppet thing or whatever. Sure. And you just hear you just hear him say like, he's in the walls. Oh. He's in the goddamn walls! And he just brings out a fucking assault rifle. <laughs> the series is called like Blarkin's Son and it's all these like puppets and shit, right? And... 
it's just like, oh, you know, the son doing all these things for his his dad and vice versa and shit. And the, the one clip of it is, oh, man, his first girlfriend is coming over, right? And he's like, oh, man, if I intervene, I'm going to ruin it for my son. So I'm going to have my friend who's like a Vietnam War veteran tie me up. But he, he can't help himself because he's just like, I got to help my boy. I got to help my boy seal the deal. So he escapes. He's, and he goes in the walls. He's in the goddamn walls. Not the walls. Hey, I latched onto something. You said the word puppet and then you said it again. I latched onto that and I was like, hey, do you remember uh, Potter Puppet Pals or whatever it was? Harry Potter's Potter's Puppet Pals. Puppet Pals. I'm going to be real. No. It was during childhood. It was on YouTube, and it might have been from, like, Dailymotion or something, or Vimeo. Let me see. It was one of the the few viral videos that kind of turned into, I wouldn't say a franchise, but kind of a series of, like, the same recurring characters and whatnot. One of them was a bomb that was playing, a just like a tick noise. Yeah. And a version of Ron Weasley that was a puppet walks up to it and is like, huh. And it starts a song based off of the metronome from the ticking bomb. And then other people come in, like Snape comes in, Harry Potter, Hermione. And it actually becomes a bit of a bop for like a kid, you know? Really? And that went viral. I I still remember to this day, but it was literally just, I thought about that and was like, where do you think those people went? I don't know. Maybe they're the trying to do. The maybe they're trying to do like other things. You know. Yeah. Like they're using that experience to bring it on. And I just looked it up, and I had the most deja vu thing I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> really? Like I saw. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god! I can't believe I forgot about that." You know? Yeah, it's a classic. It's crazy. I really hope that whoever made that is, like, doing okay, you know? That's the thing with when you get viral and you don't show your face, who knows who is behind that? All you have is the voice. Yeah. And, hey, 10, 15 years later, that voice is no longer a thing. Yeah. And it's like, crazy. How can we, how can we stay relevant when you don't even know, like, who this person is? Or who they're all about. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. That you know what that reminds me of. That reminds me of that one dude who has like the Minecraft animations. That like it's just the stick figures, right? It's like animation versus creator. Or oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah and he did, that guy came out with a bunch. Yeah, it was Alan Becker. Yeah, Alan Becker. Thank you. Yeah, and he's still making it. He, and it's just like, huh? Like I never thought that this guy would still be you know making content like this literally like two weeks ago right literally two weeks ago like i'd like and it's so good mm-hmm. like, it's so good man i really enjoy it like literally like the first one was the worst one because he got better and better and better he was like we can do this right and like they proved he proved it he absolutely did do it you know i don't know i i always wanted to get into animation like that but i just never was able to do it yeah a lot of people used flash i believe i used to go all the time as a kid onto this one website i think it was called stick page you maybe might be familiar i don't know i don't know yeah but it was entirely based off of stick figure animations and it actually got to a point where people would 
create their own little character and then it would be two animators facing off against each other yeah one animator on one side would have to animate a fight where their character would win and then the other person would animate that character winning and then you vote on which one was cooler. Really? Okay. And there became this whole lore. And there was this one guy, I think his name was Alpha. That's hard. And he kind of carried the whole thing on his back. Because he just made cooler and cooler ones, like fully fledged, fleshed out everything. And he slowly animated after years. He, his animation changed and got better, but so did what the guy looked like. He literally physically made him look older and older so as to show as if he was some weird sort of sensei who was there from the beginning. He's still doing the things where he's animating himself winning, but he's actually animating himself where one of the situations where he wins but his whole arm gets cut off oh shit. and that one ended up winning so he canonically has only one arm now like just just fully right yeah and it just never never grows back or anything like that it's just just there it's just gone yeah and since he moved on to the next round the next person had to see that animation was like oh shoot that's oh, a thing now. Shit. Okay. It's canon. That's pretty crazy. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. That's hardcore shit. You know. I know. It was so cool. That was my jam. That was my thing. I watched every single one of those, and they get better and better. It starts off literally like five seconds of some dude smashing this other guy to bits, and then it goes into ten seconds. Then it's twenty seconds. Then suddenly there's a stage, and there's actual like kind of cool effects going on, and then suddenly literally it's a minute then it turns into this weird thing where there's clans where there's cameos of other successful animators what their the characters shit? also being part of this clan it's so cool that's, man i that's insane someone made their way to youtube really huh yeah so you can watch them i think one of them it was literally about this dude with an umbrella like that was his thing was he had an umbrella and he killed people with his umbrellas oh Nice. Groovy. It's kind of fun. That's a kind of fun That's concept. pretty fucked up, but that's fun. It's <laughs> fun shit. Yeah. I would not want to cross that guy on the street, you know? Right. Just seems like a dangerous man. So here's the tragic part. All of those used Flash. Flash got discontinued from Google Chrome however many years back. Yeah. And there was just no recovering. So the entirety of Stick Page lost its way and then lost all its animators and now it's just a nothing shit man artifact of its time rest in peace rest in peace mm -hmm. they brought up a good fight you know yeah i would love to see some of those um heck yeah let's see do i have any tangents to tell today i saw um i saw hamlet today Ooh. That was pretty dope. You just came back from it. It was a play a couple hours ago. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just it was a play. Uh, it was a couple hours ago. It was a phenomenal time. It was a lovely set. So that's good to hear. So those of you who don't know, Pittsburgh has this steel mill that is not dilapidated or anything like that, but it's like not in use anymore. It is it is unused. Mm -hmm. Basically, they repurposed the whole thing to not only reuse it for a bunch of like artwork and, and shit like that but also because of like productions and shit like that so it's 
this like steampunk grindy-esque type thing Ooh. and literally i kid you not it was magnificent Oh, that's awesome. The lights were insane. The vibes were just immaculate. Like the artists did really, really well. It like it was just a great time. I'm gonna see it again this Monday, actually. And if you guys are around, if anyone's any of our listeners are around Pittsburgh, it is Quantum Theater production of Hamlet. You know what that means? What does that mean? That means I'm gonna have to edit this in like Two days. You don't have to. It's not until the 27th, bro. Oh, I thought you said Monday. I straight up thought you just said, yeah, the 21st. It's a couple days. No, 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 no. Sorry, my bad. I'm seeing it on the 21st. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is it is still in town until the 27th. It was in, It's basically the August month mm, I got of you. production and stuff. Yeah, there were some good, there were some great parts. There were some, there were some people who did a decent job, but like I think the atmosphere really made up for all like the sort of amp parts of it, mm-hmm. which weren't a lot, mind you. Like I want to be absolutely hundred percent clear, like it was not like bad by any means. It was phenomenal, and I highly recommend it to anyone who has an interest in Shakespeare. You're one of those, aren't you? One, 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 what? One of what? You're a Shakespeare appreciator. Yeah, I've done I've done Shakespeare in the past. I, I, I got some appreciation for it. I've done I, I've I've gone around. I've I've made my way downtown, walking fast, chasing fast, and it goes down. Vanessa Carlton, right? I believe so. Why didn't she have another big hit? I don't know. It's like one of those one-hit wonders, man. I don't know why it got. Yeah. I don't know why it got good. Okay, I get why it got good. She's a pretty good singer. She is! And that's what separates it from the one of those one-hit wonders like Ice Ice Baby where you're like, okay, that's a good song, I guess. But you knew their career wasn't going to continue exactly if they just continued doing those types of songs. No, no. It was it was going to like like peter out and stuff and it was gonna like Mm -hmm. it was gonna be one of those things where you're like yeah we kind of knew that this was gonna be like a one-hit wonder type thing you know but vanessa vanessa is actually talented i think Uh, there's this other song it was like white houses or something like that and there's also the song called like ordinary boy ordinary guy i know which one you're talking about yeah yeah both of those songs i think it's her second and third most popular song and and they're nothing close really okay literally not a blip on the radar type of thing that's crazy why i wonder why it was just like like that you know yeah same so strange like it's so strange how those can end up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like one one day you're you're at the top of the mountain, and then the next you're just like, nope, no more. Sorry, yeah. you you all your fame is just kablooey, you know. Gone. Not even gone. Just like neutered. It's like, oh man, guess that it's over. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> like, I don't think you know the song, but it was a song. I think it was called like doo-wop or some some shit like that that was like though it was a it was a brother team right identical twins and they were like 15 or so and it went number one and it was like and it was catchy it was like doo-wop 
Da, oh, you're da, talking do. about Moonbop by Hanson. Yeah. I could have sworn Hanson made it onto some like Chainsmokers song and made it big again. Mm, maybe. After a while, they were like persona non grata for a bit just by virtue of just not really hitting it on with people. Mm -hmm. But like, like their music wasn't even that bad, really. Just never took off again. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was catchy, you know, like, do that, it's like, you want to, like, wag your finger to it, you know? Like, you're a fucking, you're like, you're on the oldies. Alright, I looked it up, and no, Hanson and Chainsmokers never did a thing together. Okay. Completely made up, fabricated. I'm not surprised. I, I would have heard that if they did do something together. Halsey, that's what I was thinking of. Halsey, okay. It's closer, featuring Halsey. Yeah. First of all, I love that song. Second of all, she does it so well with live production because she's talented enough where she can kind of get away with just kind of using her voice and, and just knowing the lyrics. Yeah. She could just pull that type of stuff out of nowhere. You don't have to necessarily be like, oh, man, we got to be on our A game 110%. Now nah, you can like mm -hmm. pull some shit out of your ass. She put in the work and she's reaping the rewards. Good for her. Not only did she get to meet Taylor Swift. Which, by the way, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but second of all, they did a show together. Halsey, I'm assuming she was a like a guest artist or something like that. She was on stage with Taylor Swift, and they did Closer together, which is so iconic. It's a good song. So watching those types of videos where it was like filmed live, but the tracks themselves were EDM, so it's kind of a little bit harder to be able to replicate that yeah as opposed to a, a you know a rock band or something where you just kind of play you get all the instruments yeah you like strum along and shit and you're just like jamming out and stuff mm -hmm. there's other artists that just do it so much worse in the sense that there's edm songs that can be mostly instrumentals or even entirely instrumental you've got this one guy who's probably way high or had a few too many drinks he's just getting up there and he's playing his own song and he's just dancing around to it up at the top yeah everybody else is like having a good time but that's probably because of the light show and stuff and just the fact that the music is loud but if you think about it all he's really doing is pressing play on his own song yeah and he just knows the beats and stuff and, and of course like skrillex you know that's a different example that's a different story because you can kind of take control use the little walks and saws and wappa wappas or whatever to, to change up the song a little bit. But with like a, a Vici type songs, songs that went viral, yeah. that's very, very structured and very specific sounds, you can't do that. You just got stuck. You can't just show up with a guitar, you know? Yeah, you know, in a jokey way. Maybe you can and it'll be like, oh man, dude's got a guitar. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so anyway, here's Wonderwall. Not Wonderwall. Dude. Have you ever heard the pop punk version of that? That sounds horrible. Why would I want to hear the pop punk version of Wonderwall? I think they're by. It's either The Animal in Me, which is a really, really good cover band, or Your Last Night. Our Last Night is one of those two. Both of those really good cover bands, and they do pop punk versions. The Animal in Me is by a woman singer, and then. There's a male singer for the uh, for Our Last Night. Dope, dope. Yeah, and one of them, I think Our Last Night did Wonderwall. And my goodness, this is such a good punk version. 
I highly recommend checking it out. Listening to it at least once. Well, listen, listen. You know, you know me and my oasis, right? I get along with every everyone except for Wonderwall, <laughs> just for the sheer fact of it being over dead meme. Valid. Like, oh man, it's Wonderwall. Hide your kids, everybody. <laughs> it's Wonderwall. Never heard of the hide your kids part, but the rest of it. Well, okay, metaphorically hide your kids. I don't know. What if they have a, uh, uh, what if they have a like, I don't know, a, a Wonderwall phobia or some shit, you know? What if it's like, oh man, mommy, daddy. I hate this. Please tell me they're not playing Oasis again. No, son, they're not playing Oasis yet. Today's gonna be the day when... <laughs> I'd rather listen to Smashing Pumpkins than Oasis. Today? Yeah, like... It's a good song. Today is the greatest day I'll ever know. I'm glad you brought up Smashing Pumpkins. Because it reminds me of a story my dad told me. He went to a concert before Smashing Pumpkins got big. Yeah? I'm assuming considerably before then. Because... What my dad told me was they were bad. Like tomatoes booed off stage type of bad. Oh god, really? My dad told me it was like, dude, they had no right to go from that bad to that good. And he didn't understand it all. He was like, what? So what like changed? No idea. It, it could be like they kicked out a band member or two or something like that and that's who was holding them back. Like the Buzzcocks their original lead singer was kind of terrible they kicked him out of the band oh, and then shit. they went viral and went nuts that's that's dope as fuck yeah in green day literally uh billy joe armstrong the singer was like dude the buzzcocks i got them to thank for molding the types of songs that i liked listening to as a kid something like that oh for sure total butterfly effect hell yeah so this is a funny so this is a funny fun fact so the National Wrestling Alliance has been around since the early twenties or thirties, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like one like the premier like wrestling organizations where they were. Billy Corgan owns them. Refresh me on who Billy Corgan is. The frontman of, of Smashing Pumpkins. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'll give you Rex, bro. After we uh, after we wrap, please do. Because it is almost two o'clock in the morning. Shoot, it is. Sweet. Sweet. Well, I guess that means it's time. Is it time? Well, everybody. Wow. Thank you for listening in on this episode of Tales and Tangents with Zach and Kobe. Be sure to check out all our previous episodes on Spotify and all major podcast platforms. And we'll let you guys know when the next episode drops. We can't wait to record again for y'all once again. I'm Kobe. This is Zach. We're Tales and Tangents with Zach and Kobe. We hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night, great rest of your week. See ya. Have fun, y'all. Peace. Peace.